Welcome to Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community. Well, hello there. Hello. Hello there. <sighs> went, and got co- went to get coffee, and there was only like an ounce left in the coffee pot. So I'm just going to enjoy this last ounce real quick while you eat your banana. The last ounce of coffee. <sighs> it's it's uh, typically the worst ounce in a giant French press. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so it's so silty down there at the bottom. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. It's so silty down here at the bottom, and it's been sitting there cause, uh, since seven thirty this morning mm. when mm-hmm. I made it. Mm-hmm. So three hours old. <laughs> Uh, so we're just hanging on, waiting for Anna, huh? I'm working on the things that are most important to be working on. I need to do that. You always need to do that. You need I to be know. constantly doing that. I, I didn't do Here's the review. trick. Is you never, never stop reviewing. I do little mini never. reviews sometimes. I'll do like a little, like a, a quickie. I'll do like a little 15 minute review sometimes. Oh, nice. But, you know, the Friday review for me, I do my reviews on Friday. And my Friday reviews, I mean, that's like a two hour affair. I need to do that, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make the time. That's the thing is the system only works if you make the time. The other thing I think though, is that if, so if you do it regularly, I don't think it'll always take two hours. I do it regularly. Almost always takes me two hours. Really? At least an hour. You're not encouraging me. (laughs) Well, Here's the thing. The real question to you, you're like, how can I spend two hours doing this? And I'm like, how can you afford not to spend two hours doing this? Fair. That's, that's my rebuttal to you. Cause like, I just think it's like, for me, for me personally, you know, I need to be constantly working on the stuff that's most important. And so if I take two hours on my Friday, which is a very quiet day for me, typically, like a very, very quiet day for me, you know, like that's such a time well spent just because it's like, I know that I'm going to go into the next week or the weekend knowing exactly like what the most important things are. Like I'm going to be coming off the tail of like a week. I'm going to be able to actually sort of evaluate like what I've got coming up and make a real honest like appraisal of the situation. And if it takes me two hours to do that, then it's like, that's totally worth it. Cause the re- I make up that time so much in the rest of the week. Yeah. That's I fair. know I can go to my to-do list and be like, my OmniFocus be like, okay, I'm at my work computer. What's the next thing? And I see like 10 to 15 things. If I see more than 10 to 15 things, I know I've like screwed up somewhere. And like, there are different projects that I could be working on, but they're all actionable. I'm like, okay. I'm going to do that. Cause that's, you know, that's the mood I'm in. Or like, I know something has come up and like, this is the most important thing now. That's fair. That's fair. It's, I mean, same thing whenever like writing software, right. Is that Mm -hmm. I want, I try to try to do things now. They may take me a little more time to, Mm -hmm. to pump out a feature or or a fix, but I want to make sure that I'm saving myself that time later. And then some pays dividends. Right. Right. Yep. That's the thing. I think like at the end of the day, you know, you got to spend the time, like I said, how could you, how can you afford not to look, how can you afford not to spend that time? That's the way I think about it. Fair, fair. 
And a lot of times too, like, you know, I mean, I've just done it long enough now that it, like I'm in the habit or, and sometimes I dip out of the habit and then I realize like my life is shambles and I get back into it again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, sometimes you, you develop all these tricks. Like one time, like, or like a lot of times, like I have to, the review process is so important because if you see the same things coming up and you know, they're important, you have to ask yourself the question, like, why is this not getting done? I mean, the first question is obviously like, is this actually important? And you have to be pretty honest about that and be willing to like throw stuff away. Right. But if you know it's important and you know, it's not getting done, you have to be like, okay, well, why? And for me, it's almost always that I have not identified the actual first task. Like we need to build some shelves in our bathroom mm-hmm. in my, in our like master bathroom. And the first task I had on there was like, go buy lumber to make shelves. And I realized, and I, and, but it's like been on there for like two weeks and I'm like, why is this not done? Besides the fact that it was like the holidays and everything. It's like, why is this not actually happened? Because that's not actually the first step. The first step is go find a tape measure and measure <laughs> how like the width that you actually need and like so. get exactly what you need so you can go to the store. And then it's like, as soon as you do that and that's just, like such an easy thing, then like the ball starts rolling. Or like yeah. we needed to paint, we were painting some of my, in my like son's room, he wanted like a green wall. So we painted him a wall we had some paint or whatever. I need to go get some more. And so it was like, the first thing was like, go get paint. And I realized again, like that wasn't getting done. And I was like, why is that actually getting done? It's like, Oh, cause I don't actually know what color paint it is. And the actual thing was like, ask Andra what for the name on the paint swatch. Like that, <laughs> that was, was like the first, first task. that was the actual first task. And as soon as I did that, I was able to do the, like all the rest of it. Yeah, I, but that's why you do the review. That's like why you spend the two hours to do the review. I ju- I just did shelves too, so I I feel you. It wasn't getting done, and I realized it was because I brought the shelves up to where I needed to put them together, and laid all of the stuff out. But I didn't actually bring the tools upstairs. Mm-hmm. So then it was like eh, I'm not going to do that right now. I got something else to do. And then it was like two days later when I thought, you know what, I'm going to take these screwdrivers upstairs. And as soon as I did that, I put together the shelves. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I think that's why I, that's why I am. So that's why I say, how can you afford not to do it? It's like, how can you afford not to just take the, I mean, most of the time it only take me about an hour, but occasionally it takes two hours and I block two hours out to do it because like, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes the review is hard. It's like emotionally hard. It's mentally hard because you really need to go through all of it. And you got to think about it deeply and close projects that you're not going to do. So speaking of getting started, the reason why we didn't get started so far is because Anna wasn't here. And Sorry. now she, she, now she couldn't tell her mic was working out. What were you guys talking about? OmniFocus. Yeah. Getting, getting things done, doing a weekly review of the tasks that you have and cleaning them up saying, what's the most important is there, are there other things that need to get done? Hey, this task has been sitting here for a while. How do we, why has it been sitting here for a while? And what we discussed there at the end, I think that's when you showed up was that figuring out what the first thing to do is, is often the reason why things aren't getting done. It's because you're not sure, or you just haven't thought about it. It doesn't mean that you, you aren't sure. Like I knew the screwdrivers needed to be upstairs, but I just hadn't committed to doing that part of it yet, I guess. How have you all been? I haven't talked to you in a while. Good. Fine. Working. Fantastic. 
<laughs> I've been dealing with air, uh, alarms and rewriting a bunch of our alerting rules. Ooh, at work alarms? Yeah. Fine. No, 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 my household alarms. Well, like when be. my kids wake up and when I wake up. We've been putting together a new uh, a new action plan for getting out the door in the morning. Ah. <laughs> we have a new checklist. I just uh, I just go hit the hold the test button down on the fire alarm because mm. um, they all get up and run outside, and then it's like, oh, I guess you're awake. You can get ready for nailed it. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a it's like elixir it's like elixir conf last year. <laughs> fire conf. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, are y'all both? Are you both going to Lone Star? Yeah, we're recording there, all of us. That's right. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I am excited about that. Yeah. I, I, it's gonna be fun. So I'm we, ready to start this year. We're gonna have Eric and Justice on. Oh right, yeah, yeah, from Elixir Wizards. So we'll have them on. Uh, since they just had Keithley on, we thought we'd return the favor. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to having conversation with them. And, and also like a lot of, a lot of the talks seem really good. I'm looking forward to, um, Samuel Mullen's talk on, uh, telemetry, but I've been working on telemetry like the last few days. So it makes sense. <laughs> cool. Telemetry is great. We talked about this last, no, two weeks ago. We talked about this at some point. Telemetry is just great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the documentation is tough, but I know well, that they're you know, working on listen, it. Yeah, it's been it's a it's a work in progress. Okay. Yep. Yep. And they're work, they're working on it. I was talking to Brian Nigley last night about it, and in our super secret, and, and our super secret super secret channel. Secret, yeah, the uh, friends of the show channel, and he uh, he he said that there that the EEF working group on on metrics is is trying to that's one of their main goals is to get documentation in a in a state that's a little easier to to figure out how to get things going i think that's the biggest problem for me was like hey you need multiple to actually get telemetry to be useful like out of the box by itself it's not that useful right so you have to add other types of plugins on top of it and and that's where it's like okay well where do i what do i add what do i need what am i after mm-hmm. and then grafana i'm just gonna say is beautiful it's really so good it's i really like grafana yeah me too it's pretty it's so pretty <laughs> i mean it's also useful i'm gonna yes. go ahead and say it's a useful tool as well <laughs> it, it is very useful it is very useful but yeah getting getting grafana and prometheus and in metrics to talk once i've figured it out it was like oh yeah this is this is really not that difficult but getting down to figuring out all the moving pieces i needed was was a little rough yeah yeah it's you have to tie it all together and there's a lot of docker containers you need to run but eventually you run enough docker containers and it all works get all that yaml right get all the indentation correct and eventually it comes together and it's so beautiful. You can see just all the indentations all coming together. <laughs> it's amazing. How about you, Anna? What have you been up to? We haven't we haven't spoken with you in a while. I know last time you tried to connect and and then your microphone wasn't working. So yeah, it's a bummer. Um, things are good. I don't know. I'm excited for Lone Star. I'm heading to Patagonia in a couple of weeks for a trip um, with the fam. But that's about it. <gasps> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm jealous. 
Um, I went a couple of years ago with some friends. Um, so I'm excited to head back down there. That's um, rad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also I'm excited to see you all in person at Lone Star. Um, I don't know. Things are good. It's raining like crazy today. It took forever to get here because it's like pouring. The streets flooded. Yeah, basically. That's what happens in San Francisco when it rains. You get like an inch of rain and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Y'all, not- there's water coming from the sky. Yeah. I don't know what's happening anymore. This is not what I signed up for. And uh-huh. also now all the streets are flooded because like the, the, what the, not the, uh, the sewer system like isn't equipped to like handle that amount of water going through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Well, Cause like the Hills and everything else. Yeah. I got an advisor on my phone this morning at like seven 30 as I was leaving. I was like, watch out for flash flooding. I was like, cool. cool. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that happens all the time here too, but it's because we get tons of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not as good about that. I mean, we need the water, so I don't. Th- I'm not complaining, but right, yeah, uh, uh, almost yeah. as bad as LA when it rains. Just the world shuts down. Mm-hmm. Not quite not as bad in San Francisco, but yes. <sighs> yeah, that's what's going on. Trying to spin up Elixir Bridge again soon, probably when I get back. Nice. It's, it's been a while. I don't have anything exciting to report. I wish I did. No, no worries. And you are both speaking at Lone Star. Outside right. of just doing the podcast, correct? Right. I don't think I am. Oh, Chris is not just Anna. I don't. Maybe. Maybe I am. I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just had a mild panic attack. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. <sighs> Lone Star Elixir. <laughs> He's going to double check. <laughs> what am I talking So what is your talk about, Anna? Well, Chris... Make sure um, that he's not dying. I'm still determining what it's going to be about. Perfect. Should I ask you uh, like February 26th? <laughs> no. Well, I have some higher level ideas that are coming together. Um, I'm trying to determine exactly what direction I want to take it in. Um, so I don't quite know yet. Um, Any hints? Are you Are you keeping these close to your heart right now? Well, I just don't know yet exactly um, exactly what direction I'm going to go in. Um, so, yeah, I can't give you a lot yet. All right. That's cool. I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. Um, Keith Lee set a very high bar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for that, Keith Lee. Oh, my, my bad. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Uh, Anna, Anna, don't make me cry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, I figured like I'm going to get one shot at a keynote ever. So I got to, you know, I like, I used all my best material. Like I, I was, I was pulling material out that like I had been saving for a long, I have a document of jokes <laughs> and uh-huh. like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I did, like I realized y'all are laughing, but I'm not actually kidding. Like I keep a document, like a, it's called like the story file dot MD cause it's in markdown. And, uh, <laughs> I write down anecdotes and funny bits and stuff that I could use in talks or on I, this show. But most of the show is just off the cuff. I need that. I think I'm going to keep a big uh, I want to see what's in that file. Cards. Foot marbles was in that file. That was that's a callback. That's an old joke. <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> Foot yeah. marbles was in the file. Wait, um, how do things how do things make it into the file? 
Uh, I go for runs and then I think about funny things or I just like notice stuff in the world and I make a habit of trying to like find funny stuff about things that I notice in the world and then I write them down. Mm. But actually, if you want to know the real way they, they enter the document is through Vim. I open the document <laughs> in Vim. Thanks. And, then I, and then I type the words. That's not quite what I was going <laughs> No, I just try to like, I don't know. I, where does anybody find humor, right? Like you look around and you just think like, that's funny. So, and you just try to figure out why it's funny. And then I workshop it. And then occasionally, like when it makes sense, I pull those jokes into talks. And that's my secret. That's, that's, secret. that's the that's the secret behind the process right there. So some of those jokes I was sitting on, some of that material for that talk I was sitting on for literally years. Because I was like, this is really funny, but it's too good for this one talk. <laughs> this is too good for an Elixir Conf audience. I'm not wasting this joke on an Elixir Conf audience. <laughs> Ouch! Keithley. <laughs> I'm saving this for a keynote. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, no one else is ever going to keynote a uh, Elixir comp, so I figured, like, why why waste it there? Oh. I wonder if Dockyard's going to still sponsor Elixir mm. comp. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's going on there? I think well, they just uh, have a bunch of people. I know, I saw that. I don't, I don't know how many is a bunch, but um, <laughs> I, well, Brian, Brian, for a few years, has been the outgoing CEO, and it, it finally happened. He's, he step down so mm-hmm. there'll probably be some changes i don't know what they'll be yeah they still do have elixir people they're not they didn't like clean house and get rid of everybody yeah so i don't know yeah idle speculation i'm not sure what's all, all i know is what i what is that people are looking for work right now so you know if you need an elixir people there's probably uh there's people looking for work so, uh, I mean, they might not be higher by the time that this comes out. That's true. <laughs> Probably, especially with the way I submit them to be edited. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're at, we're at the, we're at the whims of Amos's schedule here <laughs> and memory well, and to-do list, which if well, he would review, this would probably get done more often. If I would review, it would have been done. It was just interesting that the platform tech thing happened around the same time. Yeah. Platform tech got bought. That's an interesting thing. By New Bank, right? Yep. The bonk. The bonk. No. The bonk. I don't actually know how to say it. I assume it's New Bank. Which is interesting, right? So the working theory is that because New Bank is closure, uh they're attempting to kill off Elixir in Brazil. Wait, really? Well, that's just I mean, that's as good a theory as any. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're just doing idle speculation. <laughs> The dynamic language 2.0 wars of Brazil right, are, are, are being waged in front of our very eyes. <laughs> we sure. were here for it. Sure, We were sure. right here for it. We got to witness it. Where were sure. you? From a different country. When Elixir <laughs> died in Brazil. Oh, Thoughts and yeah. prayers. So, so that means that there will probably be some Elixir developers from Brazil who could be hired if it dies. I believe so. <laughs> I believe there is a large amount of Elixir people who are looking for work. <laughs> is that a good sign or not for the community? Like, I'm just curious. I will say, like, man, it's uh, there's a lot of shake. There's a lot of shake 'em ups happening yeah. Right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as what that means for the community, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. 
I feel like something else changed recently too. Like there was some other announcement, somebody else, I don't know, some other kind of like company was shifting around or something like that. It's, I don't know. It's in the, I guess it's Q1. Everybody's right. got money again to make decisions. So I don't know. Yeah. It's the right time for it. <laughs> or, or they realize how much they owe in taxes. Right. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I've got to cut uh, this loose. <laughs> <laughs> How are things going at Bleacher Report, Casey? Good. Um, yeah, good. I'm uh, mostly doing a lot of alerting and monitoring and building tools to do alerting and monitoring, uh, mostly around Kafka stuff. Um, Kafka consumers are notoriously really hard to, mm-hmm. to monitor. I think this is true of most queuing things. They're really hard to monitor. Um, and they're hard to monitor because um, for the same reasons that like if you're trying to measure latency or or rather if you're trying to measure, well, latency as well, but if you're trying to measure like error rates coming back from a service, the service itself has a hard time telling you what the error rates are. Um, Like it's a hard, it's, it's hard for a service to detect that it's having problems. Like that's sort of determined because it's sort of determined by the consumer of that Mm -hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like the caller kind of determines, not always, not for all metrics, but it determines a lot of the actual health of the downstream thing. Mm-hmm. Because often there's like a bunch of intermediaries in between you and the downstream thing, right? And so any number of things could be going wrong. And so if you only reported reported error rates from the service that served the responses, uh, you might miss a whole swath of things. So you need to do both. Like you, you do want that, you know, services should report errors that they notice uh but your callers also need to report errors that they notice right so this is true of kafka stuff as well except it's actually kind of like harder because what you care about is throughput to a lot of in a, in a lot of cases and where where throughput's actually not really descriptive enough what you care about is throughput and like successful throughput like you don't want to be skipping the messages necessarily. Like you might opt to skip messages if you're like have a blocking error or something like that. You'd rather like skip over them. But like it turns out you can process stuff really quickly if you don't do any work, right? Like if you just don't <laughs> write to the database, you can process work super quickly. Or if you don't produce to a downstream topic, you can, you can like consume really fast. Kafka and Kafka consumers are really good at that. But that's not actually what we care about, right? Like we care about successful things being done and we care about the throughput implications on that but there's a scenario in kafka land and in other queuing things um you know you can interchange the word kafka with some with your queue of with your 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 log queue thing of choice but uh, there's a scenario where if a kafka consumer dies or crashes while it's processing something it may not have checkpointed where it's at so what it does is it fetches like messages zero through ten and tries to process those. And then when it's done with that, it processes messages 11 through 20 and then processes those or whatever. However, it you know fetches in batches and it tries to process all those messages. And if it crashes in the middle of them, it needs to, well, it, it has a bunch of different, like it hasn't checkpointed yet. If it crashes in the middle of it, it hasn't necessarily checkpointed where it's at. And then it needs to replay those. And because of the way it replays, you might end up replaying the same message that causes a crash over and over and over and over and over again, but never make forward progress. And if all you did was monitor the Kafka consumer 
and the amount of things it was processing. And all you looked at was like, how many things have you processed? It might look like it's fine to you, even though it's all it's doing is processing the same things over and over again, you know, devoid of any other signal, like we've got a lot of errors or this error keeps occurring or whatever. Like if you had no other metric to use, right. If all you saw was like messages being processed, you would see, uh, you wouldn't necessarily see a problem. Now there are other signals to like, look at, like you could look at commits and there's like Kafka specific things that aren't that interesting, but every, every application or every consumer now needs to like export those metrics and you need to build monitoring around that. And it becomes really hard. It's like really, it's actually really hard to know uh, how the consumer is doing. And that only tells you like how many, if they're even alive, right? The other thing that can happen is that you could be producing into Kafka a lot faster than you could be consuming. And the consumer can't necessarily know that. Like the consumer is this detached thing that all it knows is like how many messages it's actually producing. Uh, Or sorry, consuming. It doesn't necessarily know how many messages are in the topic left to consume. And so because of that, you don't know how much you're lagging or if you're lagging at all. And so uh, what I did is I built a little like very simple like Elixir service that sits and watches Kafka's internal metadata topics, which was fun to learn how to like decode all their like binary encoding stuff that they use to shove into this, uh, into this metadata topic. And, um, yeah, so I sit there and I watch that and it consumes that as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And then it keeps a running count. Like it keeps a circular buffer of lag based on little on time periods, based on minute long time periods. And for every consumer group, for every partition on every topic for every consumer, uh, because it can just watch that. And so it can actually, from the outside world, tell you if you're starting to lag or not, because it also periodically checks to see where the head uh, offset is. And that just takes the difference of those two things. And so because of that, it becomes sort of this like observer, this like higher level observer, and it can actually report an alert. And it sends metrics, it sends like telemetry, it sends like time series, but it also can do like smart reporting because it can do, it can evaluate over a window because you have the circular buffer. So you can have like the sort of these more robust, like Kafka specific reporting and alerting rules about like, is this thing lagging? Is it catching up? Because it's also hard to like tell because like a very common thing that happens is like you'll get like a huge spike of, 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 of messages that go into a topic. And because of that, if you looked at it on a small enough time window, it would look like it's lagging. It would look like the, cons- the downstream consumer's lagging, but it's not. It's, you just produced like a thousand things really, really quickly at all in like a batch. And now it needs to catch up. So we have some smart alerting rules about like, if you're making progress at all, but you're just behind, you're not actually lagging. And we can tell that because we look at a long enough time window. And so it helps uh, that you get into this like secondary problem where now you need to monitor the monitor. We're like, now that thing needs to be monitorable and you need to know like that that thing's still running and consuming, which is like a whole different problem. But for our purposes, like it's been really, really useful um, without a ton of, it wasn't a ton of work to build. So a ton of, it was like more work to learn how to like dig through the Kafka source code and figure out how that's, that junk works internally. The metadata. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like offset commit messages and, also, like how Kafka Connect works with that, and there's a bunch of other like rules that are very Kafka specific and probably aren't interesting for this podcast. But like, anyway, so worked on that. It's open source ish, 
it's but yeah we have a fork of it that we run internally i i started as an open source project and then we forked it and we use it internally uh, but it's had and it's had improvements that are like specific to our needs and i need to like backport those at some point what's it called an open source in case somebody's looking for it uh it's on my github it's called orwell i'll put a link to it in the in the show notes i thought that that name was very uh the name that was one of my better names that's one of my better names uh-huh that's good well because kafka yeah I mean, it's good I, like i'm not gonna explain it. the I joke it. it's good I get, it. I get it should i explain your joke no no <laughs> don't ever explain my jokes uh, they're so fun dude. don't you ever i just like to see your face when i start explaining so that's been fun so even but i like i've been t- but it's you know i have to tie all these alerts together and there's still some like improvements we need to make in terms of like the evaluation windows that re- et cetera, et cetera. it doesn't matter they're, they're, it's boring technical details but there's there's a lot of work we need to be doing around that still um to improve it it's not it's not necessarily the best thing ever yet although if people want to play with it they're more than welcome to cool but it's been useful for us it's been very useful for us nice it's taken a lot of guesswork out of how the consumers are doing and their health so that's cool i have a topic if if if, if you if you allow it i thought we we had a topic i have i have a hard stop oh a hard out in about 15 minutes, but that's fine. You guys can keep mm. going without me, but I do have a hard stop. Mm. Okay. Well, let's save my topic. My topic is good. What's and I want, it's, we'll save it for next time, but what I want to talk, I, I want to talk a bit about, uh, it's not exactly Elixir specific, but I want to talk a bit about how people do testing and development when they're working in, you know, with when they're working with lots of different services. Like what's your strategy? And like, what are things that are working for you and not working for you? How, you know, how does that affect your testing specifically testing and like, you know, assurance that things are all still working together and like strategies for that. And then if you have any, and we can tie that into Elixir a little bit by just talking about Elixir specific ways of maybe doing that. But uh, I'm mostly interested in like what y'all's experiences have been, but I feel like that's going to take more time than we have. I don't want to rush it. I want to, I want to get some good info out of this external, internal, or both internal services specifically is what I'm worried about. Okay. Or interested in. Okay. I mean, I think some of the stuff is both, but I'm writing it down so that I remember to think about it. Mm. Maybe I should put it in my queue. Put it in OmniFocus. Review it tomorrow. Review it. Review it. Sorry. That was some inside baseball. We record on Thursdays. Two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for two hours. We'll just you should review all the things. Don't review that for two hours. It's gonna take you a really long time to do your review. Wait, what is this? This is like your weekly review of all the things that need to get done. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever read getting things done? Uh no, but you told me about it. I'm a I'm a disciple. I yeah. Me too. Uh, I'm I'm a slow disciple though. Like I I I fail at, at a Thomas, if you will. Pretty much regularly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain that joke too. So, uh, what Keithley's saying is no, never. <laughs> Wait, I missed that joke. Someone explain it to me. Doubting Thomas, he questioned the Lord. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <anywho>. <laughs> that just made it all awkward. <laughs> uh. Um, I've I've made my decision. You really are the Rosie O'Donnell of this group, Amos. 
<laughs> Please don't. Uh, All right, I'm, I'm contrasted done. with my Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me make you Betty spaghetti again. Keith, did you have a lot of coffee this morning? I did. I <laughs> super did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's bad. Too much. You qu- you, didn't you quit coffee for a while? I did. I did. And I can quit again whenever I want. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I, I have a short topic then. Yeah, what's up? A short. Uh, I've been working it. on a lot of socket socket communication stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And and one of the things that I see happen is sockets, whenever there's an event going to go out, that there's a lot more data being generated than, than it's actually what's needed. Uh, and having lots of lots of different things using like the same message. So instead of saying update this small thing, it's like here's half the half the data in the world, and we're just going to send that every time something changes, so that everybody can use the same message. That has a lot of performance problems that I've, sure. I've run into. Yeah, obviously, I don't know if this is a good one, but what do you want to talk about? What's your question? Uh, so, okay, wait, no, hang on. Let me let me back up. Just don't do that. Done. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This was short. <laughs> Well, I thought it would be short because there's, there's, I don't You're think right, there's it was. a ton. Just don't do that. Just what, stop what, it. So stop what are it. the, what are the things that, that you suggest? Just don't, don't, do don't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks. What, are, what uh, are you asking? What's the question? I mean, obviously. Um, so, so what do you have the, to do it? Right. You don't you, do what? There's a, there's a reason that you are using this pattern. Well, I say you like the Royal you, like there's a reason you and whoever you work with, Mm-hmm. are using this pattern and you're locked into it. So is the question, because obviously the, the, an, the, the answer, the obvious answer that we're taking off the table is just <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so, so is there a reason to do that? Like, is there a reason to try to, always to send the full view of the world? Yeah. Um, and if not, what are, what are strategies? Like if you run into this to, to break it apart, do you have, like, you've worked on a lot of distributed systems. It's not just a socket. It doesn't have to be a web socket. It could just be two pieces of software that have to share data. Well, it's always easier to send the few, the full view of the world because you don't have, you don't have to do reconciliation, uh, because you just sort of say, that's the view of the world. And if there's like a canonical source and also you have large time windows between when you send stuff like, okay, so like, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to use some words here, but Hopefully, I'm going to take, that'd be good. I'm going to, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, this isn't, this is a audio. I do, audio. I do, you know what? I do that was like, a good burn. That was a good burn. Okay. I respect that. I just want to acknowledge that. That was good. <laughs> going to use ASL only for the next five minutes. All right. So... <laughs> God damn it. What was I saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> you said that you were going to use words. Right, right, right. So um, let's, take, let's take things like, let's assume that, uh, that you have a service that is canonical and there's large time windows between you send data so that you're not worrying about this. Like if I send it twice in rapid succession and one thing is changed within like a small enough time window that there could be pro- like, you know, we're going to assume that you can do something stupid like last right wins, right? So we're going to take all of the like, delivery guarantees and like causal ordering that you would need to do this correctly off the table for just a second. Cause it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And we'll just say that you're like sending it from a canonical source and they always have like an integer ID that tells you the version that you're on, right? There's some stupid way to do last right wins, mm-hmm. right? If you send the full, full view of the world all the time, then the downstream thing is only out of date as long as it's not seen the most recent update, right? Mm-hmm. Like that makes it a lot easier because if you kept, if you held, if the downstream thing held a view of the world and you sent pieces uh, or you sent operations, let's say, right? Like, like if you sent out like, hey, this thing changed, right? This one field on your thing changed. Well, then if you miss a message, you're now like wrong. But you're wrong in a, in a very subtle way. You're wrong in a way that like is not obvious because like if you start getting messages, if you just drop one, but then you start receiving all the other messages, then you're like almost correct. But you, And it is not obvious that you're just like completely wrong about that one piece of that state, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, that's part of the reason why like sending the full view of the world is a lot easier most of the time because you can tag it. Like you can tag it with like a version and you could tag like the individual fields with a version as well or some sort of like logical clock, right? Or whatever, like to, to do reconciliation, but you still run the risk of like, if you drop it, what happens? Whereas like, cause then like the downstream thing doesn't even know that it needs to request the full payload unless you have some other re- like remediation steps to know that you're out of date somehow. So then so you, like, you're how does the consumer know? Yeah, I mean, how does the consumer know to go back to the service and be like, okay, actually, I think I'm so far out of date that you just need to give me all of it. Like, how does it know that a piece of state is wrong? So it's a, it's a simplicity thing. Um, if you can get away with it, like if it's small, like relatively small, like let's say under 100 fields, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just go for it, you know? And if, you, and if it's way too big to send, like, you know, if, if like... If there's trans, if there's like extreme transport costs for that, then you need to start like working out other solutions. But you might be able to get away with just using like message pack. My, you know my I mean? concern like, maybe is can, data, database costs actually to pull all that data. Even if there's only a hundred fields, maybe it's complicated for the database to actually get it out for some reason. Yeah, or your database is just under heavy load a lot, and so the more you can reduce what your database is doing, the better. Sure. Well, and it also depends on what your tolerance for like being stale and wrong is like downstream. So Mm -hmm. if the penalty for being wrong is like really, really low or, you know, if you have remediation steps already, maybe it's not as big a deal uh, to to send like diffs or to send like just little bits that have changed. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can't, if you, but like, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a measure of like where you want to put your risk and where you want to put your, you know, like, yeah. And, and, and like, where do you want to put your engineering time? And in some cases, like, uh, I don't know, maybe you can fix it with like a view, like a database view. Yeah. Like maybe there's a different way to slice up that problem. If you need to send like less than a hundred things, I don't know. You, maybe you can just hack around it with like a better query or views or materialized views or something like that. Uh, and like message pack. Like maybe you can just solve it sort of orthogonally, um, which is not as like a holistic solution, but the holistic solution incurs risk and and introduces problems that you'll then need to solve, like how to do causality tracking. Like mm-hmm. that's hard. So 
it's, it, it's all about where you want to spread your risk. And, and for me, like attaching an undue amount of risk to your data, we've talked about this before. I've, I've been on this, on this kick before, but like attaching, a, a, attaching risk to your data is, I don't know, I, that that's like scary to me uh, because it has a lot of implications because users make decisions based on that stuff or other services make decisions based on that stuff. And then they have the potential to like send messages back upstream that manipulate data in such a way that now you've like, you've lost the ability to sort of like do to actually track why you're out, you're in bad shape. Yeah. Uh, and that becomes really tricky. So uh, the simpler you can make that, I think the better you obviously still run the risk, like run all of those same risks by sending the full thing and then allowing the client or like the consumer of the thing to make decisions at all, <laughs> because like it could just be out of date and like you make decisions based on out of date state. Uh, you know, you need a way to like correct for that or check it or whatever, or account for it in some way. Uh, but I think the risk, the subtlety is like, you know, uh, you, you run less good. You run you the the risks are less subtle if you if you send the full thing. They're still there, but they're but they're not as yeah. They're more obvious when you're sort of wrong. I think, in general. Okay. Was that helpful to you, Amos? Did, did, it, did we do it? It, it, it is. Um, some of the things that I'm running into that I think are are um, some of those. Some of the pieces that we're we're de- I'm dealing with are, I would I would say fit right into what you're talking about, and then some of them are just there's really only one piece of data that's changing out of the hundred fields, <laughs> and then resending all hundred of them every time, even though there's only one that could possibly change at all. Uh, for example, I have a a table of um, files loaded. And they're generated. And so when you tell it to generate a file, there's a progress bar as the file's generating. It puts it at the top of the table and all the other ones are down below it. Every time the progress bar gets updated, the socket is sending the entire table HTML back. So it's selecting all of these other files out that they're already generated and done. They're not going to change. You just really want to update that file progress. Yeah, and in that case, in that case, maybe like the risks of being out of date are just like so trivial that you don't care. Yeah, and you just send the diff. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you have to weigh all this stuff, right? Like in that scenario, like yeah, maybe just send like the one the one thing that updated. Like don't bother trying to send the don't try to don't bother trying to re-render the entire thing or resend the entire like thing back down because there's no need to do that. Problem, right? Because it just probably doesn't matter that much. But if it does, you know, then you care about it. But you can make that trade-off, like, in the moment, knowing, like, what the risks for that application are. But make sure you know those. <laughs> yeah, we'll just think about it. Yeah, yeah. Schedule some time in your OmniFocus. To go then, on a walk. And then think about it. <laughs> then right. take a nap. Naps are important. And then, and then think about it. That's right. <laughs> well, I've got to get out of here. All right. It's all right. Stop for me. All right. Sounds good. Uh, don't forget to send us questions. I still want questions. And we haven't got any questions yet. So, yeah. Please send us questions. Send it to our contact. We will our, answer them. Yep. Probably. Probably. Maybe. Keithley will answer them. It, yeah. If, well, someone if, will answer them. 
good. Well, thank you. Nice seeing you again, Anna. Yeah. I'm glad you're too. back. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, later.